0: Edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie. I am your host and teacher. I'm glad you're with us today as we finish out Genesis chapter 19 and go into Genesis chapter 20. We'll be finishing that chapter as well. And today we have two stories of more failure, more sin. It's a familiar refrain in the book of Genesis. First, with Lot and his two daughters. And then secondly, with Abraham and Sarah, once again, feeling like they have to deceive in order to feel protected, in order to feel like they can escape whatever fear they have from a neighboring clan leader. So let's go ahead and begin reading in Genesis chapter 19, beginning in verse 30, and then we'll read all of chapter 20 as well. Lot and his two daughters left Zoar and settled in the mountains, for he was afraid to stay in Zoar. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. One day the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man around here to give us children, as is the custom all over the earth. Let's get our father to drink wine and then sleep with him and preserve our family line through our father. That night they got their father to drink wine, and the older daughter went in and slept with him. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. The next day the older daughter said to the younger, "'Last night I slept with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight, and you go in and sleep with him so we can preserve our family line through our father.' So they got their father to drink wine that night also." And the younger daughter went in and slept with him. Again, he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son, and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites today. The younger daughter also had a son. She named him ben Ammi. He is the father of the Ammonites today. Now Abraham moved on from there into the region of the Negev, and lived between Kadesh and Shur. For a while he stayed in Gerar, and there Abraham said of his wife Sarah, She is my sister. Then Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night, and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her, so he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And didn't she also say, he is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience, and so I have kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all who belong to you will die. Early the next morning Abimelech summoned all his officials, and when he told them all that had happened, they were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham in and said, What have you done to us? How have I wronged you that you have brought such great guilt upon me and my kingdom. You have done things to me that should never be done. And Abimelech asked Abraham, What was your reason for doing this? Abraham replied, I said to myself, There is surely no fear of God in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father, though not of my mother. And she became my wife." And when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, This is how you can show your love to me. Everywhere we go, say of me, He is my brother. Then Abimelech brought sheep and cattle and male and female slaves and gave them to Abraham. And he returned Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, My land is before you. Live wherever you like. To Sarah he said, I am giving your brother a thousand shekels of silver. This is to cover the offense against you before all who are with you. You are completely vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so they could have children again. For the Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's household from conceiving because of Abraham's wife, Sarah." Now both of these stories are quite sad, quite depressing in terms of the amount of sin that just continues to happen regardless of God's faithfulness. God had saved Lot and his family, his wife had turned away and wanted to go back to Sodom, but she was turned into a pillar of salt because of her disobedience and now Lot's two daughters come up with this perverse plan to extend their family line by sleeping with their father and becoming pregnant by him. And we can see the consequences of their actions as a result of this. So they get their father drunk with wine, and one night one goes in and sleeps with him, and the next night the other does the same, and they both become pregnant with sons The first one gave birth to Moab, who was the father of the Moabites. Now, if you know anything about Israel's history, you know the Moabites were terrible enemies of Israel, Israel being Abraham's children. And now, also, the younger daughter gave birth to a son named Ben-Ami, the father of the Ammonites, who also were enemies of Israel in the Promised Land. These two family lines became a thorn in the side of Israel as a result of their sin. This family that was once aligned with Lot down through generations now became great enemies with Abraham's descendants. This is the result of our sin This is what happened when we choose to go our own way and do our own thing and try to create our own answers to problems, and this was the result. This perverse, very sinful situation that Lot's daughters came up with, and as a result, the consequence was met. Now in chapter 20, Abraham and Sarah do it again. They had done this once before, early on, after moving to the promised land. There was consequences for them again. This time, there is God making this very deliberate promise not long before this, that, hey, within a year, you're going to become pregnant and have a child. And they put that at risk by having Abimelech take Sarah to be his wife, part of his harem. All of God's promise now is in jeopardy as a result of their sinful, wicked way of completely not trusting God, not trusting his plan. Even though Abraham had seen God at work throughout this whole time, And yet, Abraham and Sarah both fail and continue to lie and deceive as a way to think that that's going to provide some sort of protection for them. But in the process, they don't even recognize how their actions, their choice in this matter, has put God's promise at risk. But God is faithful, even amidst their failure God was faithful to protect Sarah, to protect Abraham throughout this whole ordeal with Abimelech. That took some time. Abraham had gone south of where he was at with the great trees of Mamre near Hebron. He was down in the region of the Negev, which was in the southern portion of the territory, living between Kadesh and Shur, he stayed in Gerar. This is right near Philistine territory. Again, they carry out this lie. Abimelech takes Sarah to be his wife, to be part of his harem. Even though she is of advanced age, she is still a very beautiful woman at this point. And Abimelech takes her to be his wife. And Abraham, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. And yet, when I think about my own sinfulness, I may not have sinned in this way. I may not have lied about my wife. My wife's name is Sherry. I've never said that she was my sister. (laughs) But I have sinned against God in other ways. So I am not guiltless in this. And I don't think really anyone else could say that they were. Abraham confesses finally because of this dream that Abimelech has where God comes to him and threatens him, and he wants to make it right with God. And so he gives Sarah back to Abraham and provides him with animals and servants and stay in this land as long as you want. And he gives him a thousand shekels of silver. That's amazing. And of course, Abimelech is terrified of God at this point. Abraham prayed to God, and Abimelech was healed. We weren't told about this until the end of the chapter, that Abimelech and his wife and part of his harem, they couldn't have children because of this whole ordeal. And it's all resolved now. Abraham prays, and Abimelech is healed, and they're able to conceive again and Abraham and Sarah are able to go on their way. Now, there will be more run-ins, if you will, with Abimelech in future chapters. We'll see that when we come to it. But that concludes our time today at chapters 19 and 20. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. in in the face of such disobedience and wickedness and perverseness, that Lot and his two daughters would do this thing, that Abraham, the recipient of so much from your hand, would still choose to disobey, would still choose to not trust. And in both cases, Lord, you prove faithful. You rescued Lot and his family, even though they continued to hesitate. Even though they continued to compromise, you still saved them. And the same is true for Abraham. The promise that you made about the child that would be born to Abraham and Sarah, you were faithful in protecting them both so that the promise could not be destroyed. Lord, when you made this covenant back in chapter 15, we saw then it was one sided. And the same is true of our salvation, that it's one-sided, that it's all because of what Jesus has done for us at the cross, that we can be saved, and it has nothing to do with us. We have nothing to contribute to our own salvation. There is nothing that we can offer you, and so we simply trust you and trust what Jesus has done for us already, the finished work of his sacrifice on the cross, to pay the penalty for our sin. And we trust you. And when we trust you, you promise us salvation. You promise us heaven. You promise us your own indwelling through your Holy Spirit within us. And you promise to never leave us or forsake us. It's all one-sided. It's all based on what you have done. And we simply trust you, and believe, and you give to us so much, and you are so faithful. And we, like Abraham and Sarah, we fail you so often, and yet you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. And we thank you, and we love you, and we ask all of this now today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to thank you once again for taking part in this podcast, this Daily in the Word podcast. I hope that it is planting the powerful Word of God in your life as you daily listen in and participate with the Word of God and allow the Word of God to supernaturally come into your life and begin to change you. And I pray that you'll be sharing that with friends and family as well. But thank you for being a part of this. And I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into Genesis chapter 21, as we continue on this journey through the book of Genesis. Not yet halfway through, but we're making good progress. So we'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. And until then, have a great day.